he would lie his way into their dreams. He was looking for James Bond girls. How fun would that be to be a Bond girl? Then twist them into a nightmare. This guy's done this before. He'll do it again. Until a group of women banded together to put him behind bars and keep him there. You have to participate fiercely, fiercely in what happens next. I'm Keith Morrison, and this is Murder in the Hollywood Hills, an all-new podcast from Dateline. All episodes of Murder in the Hollywood Hills are available now. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. Today we have some really cool women. We're kicking things off with actress, model, and mom, Brooke Shields. Plus, rom-com star Lala Anthony opens up about living her best life. And you'll meet the mother-daughter duo whose sweet business idea is making a difference in their community. It's today with Hoda and Jenna. It all starts right now. August the 30th. Wow. Winding down. It is winding down. Um, um, we are so excited. We have an incredible show for you. It's our favorite. One of our favorites. It's our favorite topic, I think, among them, right? It's all about the women we adore, cool women cool who inspire. Women. I mean, I feel like there was a, um, a feeling that some people always thought, well, women can't work together. They're competing. They always use the term cat fight and or all queen that. Bee queen syndrome. bee syndrome. I feel like, and there are women who I know who believe yeah. that. I don't, I don't know whether whatever is, whatever you believe you see, because yeah. I think you could probably look around and see it, but I've never, ever um, felt that way. And I've, we've been in a, this is a competitive business, yeah. no question. I think it's because of who, I feel the same yeah. way as you, but yeah. that's because I had a mentor in education who held my hand, yeah. who introduced me to people, who was just like this incredible, wise woman for me. Yeah. And then I've had mentors in this business. Yes. So I feel like I've, and, and therefore it's like, all I want to do is if somebody says, can, can we can, have coffee? Right. Yes. Sure. Can we the do a phone yes. call? Sure. Absolutely. Because that's like the type of woman I want to be. I mean, you to know? me, the definition of a cool woman is, what am I going to say? Kind. Maria Shriver. Oh. <laughs> no, but that, yeah. but you know what that is to me? It's all around. Yeah. It is somebody who is wise, yeah. but does not flood you with all of her wisdom. Yeah. She'll sit in a room and we both witnessed it of five people discussing a topic that she may know more about than we'll ever even learn. Mm -hmm. Yet she'll wait. And she's a tell me more person. What do you know? Because a good listener. Yes. And she's learning all that stuff. And also she's been through in her life, all the highs and lows of life. And here she stands like better, stronger, raising incredible kids, adult kids. She's got, she's doing it. She's heading up all these things. And I'm just, I'm in awe. She's also hilarious. Funny as all get out. Humor to me. Yeah. Is I feel like cool women are kind. Yes. Like, I don't know where that you yes. can't sit with us thing started. Do you remember yes, that whole school. thing? Yes. You can't sit with us, like, because that means we're cool. It's like, no, 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 no. I think what's cool is the person that looks out for somebody and says, come sit with come me. Come sit with me. Come sit with me. Yeah. That thing, that being kind of like. I wonder if that's like one of those things that's just inside human beings, like to be, I don't know. I don't, mean girl thing? I, I wonder, like, how does that. 
how does that even become begin? a thing? Because we know what it's like to be on the outside of oh, that yeah. circle. It's like you're like banging on the door to get in. They're like, I don't, I don't think so. I feel Who, like what's your I definition? spend. Well, I think that I think kind. Yeah. You know, I want somebody that's kind but also curious. Yeah. I like women that use their voices. Yeah. Um, and don't feel like they're too yeah. big or yeah. too much, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's something that all, all women probably yeah. work on or yeah. I'll speak for <laughs> yeah. myself. Um, but I think, you know, somebody that's caring mm-hmm. and I have so many friends that will reach out and be like, you know, checking on you or whatever. And like mm-hmm. that, that means a lot. That's everything. You yeah. Know? That's, that is everything. And I, mean, I, and I spend almost all my time in parenting, trying to raise kind kids. Yes. Like I don't really care about any of the other yes. stuff. I don't care about the, I mean, they're smart and great, but like, you know, I don't care that they're number one in their class Mm -mm. or go to good schools. Mm -mm. I just want them to Mm -mm. be the type of kids that are kind. Yes. That's the thing. That is, that's exactly the thing. Okay. Coolness just comes too. Well, who do we like online who are following? Okay. We like, um, Viola Viola Davis. Davis. She's got the best Instagram game in in town. She sure does. Tracy (laughs) Ellis Ross. That's another home run. I mean, also, like, and this is sort of, you know, to be just material. She, nobody dresses better than her. Nobody. Nobody dresses nobody. better look, than her. Look what's happening. Look at it. And look she's it. funny. And she's not scared to be herself. She doesn't care. And she's I the like chooser. That. Remember? She's I'm the, the chooser. chooser. And we love Mel Robbins yeah. because Mel is like, she gets online and she's like, look what happened. I locked my keys in my she's car. Honest. I'm out in front of Walmart. What am I going to do? Yeah. But she's normal, but also is cool. motivating. But also, there is something about her that's cool. just cool. Because I think the main thing is... People that are cool are not afraid to be themselves. Yes. They don't yes, care they don't what care. the world thinks. Okay. We're going to play a fun game. It's called She Said It. So we're celebrating women. And Donna. One of the coolest and Coolest the, of all cool. Hi, guys. I, mean, look, I love we, this combo. Look at I this know. cool. And it's such it's a look. nice thing to celebrate. Coolness, it's innate. You look yeah. cool. But also I think kindness is yeah. really cool. You and look that's, cool. Thanks. Okay. So okay. What are we gonna do? Um, so this is this will be fun. I'm going to read you a quote from a cool woman. I'll give you guys some options, and you'll work together. Oh, work together. You two cool ladies Collaborate. will work together Remember, that's because what that's what's cool. cool. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here's the first one. Pressure is a privilege. Was that Billie Jean King, Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis, or Venus Williams? Pressure is a privilege. Wait, let's talk, uh, pr- a privilege. I think Jacqueline Onassis. <laughs> no, I was gonna say um, Billie Jean King. It's Billie Jean King. Sorry. Yeah. Here's the next one. Pursue the things you love doing and then do them so well that people can't take their eyes off you. Simone Biles, Maya Angelou, or Angelina Jolie? Wait. Was, was I, think, I think it's Maya Angelou. Yes, you are yeah. both correct. See, look, we collaborated. We did, because we both We knew. think it's Maya And I think that's such an enchanting we quote. Knew. Okay, this one's my favorite. Okay. We should always have three friends in our lives. One who walks ahead, who we look up to and follow. One who walks beside us, who is with us every step of our journey. And then one who we reach back for and bring along after we've cleared the way. Oh, this is hard. Isn't that good? Michelle Obama, Maria Shriver, or Viola Davis. I know a lot of Maria's quotes, but she has so many. Wait, sorry. Michelle Obama. Michelle. uh, Is it Michelle Obama? Or is it Viola? I don't know. I think it's Maria. Wait, why? Hey, You're confusing no, you know me. Who it is. I don't think it's Maria because I know all the quotes. I'm going to go with Viola. Viola. No, it's Michelle Obama. Uh, that was my first instinct. Uh, you both you with your gut. gut. Was there a friend that you two walked to, looked up to to follow? Meredith Vieira. Yeah. She was cool. She's, she's, she's cool. cool. I yeah. love Meredith Vieira. Yeah, me too. Okay. Mine is you guys. Oh, thank you. Okay. Oh, thank you. 
If you can dance and be free and not be embarrassed, you can rule the world. Amy Poehler, JBH, or Mindy that? Kaling. Did I say that? If you can dance and be, and be free, free and not be embarrassed, you can rule the world? I don't think I said that. Maybe Amy Poehler. Yeah, right? you're right. It yeah. is Amy Poehler. Where and it's so true, by the way. Where the would put me in there? Because well, it sounds like something you might say. Okay. Okay. Next, think like a queen. A queen is not afraid to fail. Failure is another stepping stone to greatness. Sarah Blakely, Beyonce, Oprah Winfrey. Mm, think like a queen. Qu queen B. Must be. Beyonce? Beyonce? I knew you'd go that way, but it's Oprah. Oprah! Oh. Oprah's a queen, too. Mm -hmm. And Sarah Blakely. Yeah. That was like a trick question, sort of, with the queen. Okay, here's the last one. Always be a first-rate version of yourself and not a second-rate version of someone else. Lady Gaga, Mel Robbins, or Judy Garland? Judy Garland. Oh my God. I'm pretty sure Judy Garland. Did she? I don't know why. I know. Okay, she's saying Judy Garland. Judy Garland, yeah. yes. Way to go. I must have read that on her yes. Instagram. <laughs> and it's so true. Just okay. Jenna, I mean, well, you both win. Those were we all, were doing those it together. Were, those thank, really you, good. thank you, Donna. Thank you, Coming up next, y'all, one of our favorite cool women, Brooke Shields. She's revealing what it was really like growing up in the spotlight. Coming up after this. Join Hoda Kotb for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally, not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, Willie Geist here, reminding you to check out the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast. On this week's episode, I get together with Chris Pine to talk about a career that has taken him from Star Trek to Wonder Woman, and now the new film he wrote, directed, and stars in called Pool Man. You can get our conversation for free wherever you download your podcasts. Brooke Shields has been a household name ever since she was just a little kid, and she is still one of the most recognized actresses and models in the whole world. Recently, she decided to pull back the curtain on what her life was really like as a young star in a two-part documentary called Pretty Baby, Brooke Shields. And she opened up to us when she stopped by our studio. Take a look. How do you feel about all this fuss that's being made over you? I think it's kind of fun. <laughs> you really are an exquisite-looking young lady. I know you've been told that, but is she a pretty, pretty girl? All oh right, gosh. we've been talking about this documentary. We've, we've been waiting for you to come here. We're oh. so happy that you're here. But what you just said at the end of the clip struck both Jenna and I that you're amazed you survived this. Yeah, the word that survive. statement is so heavy and weighty. What did you mean by that? And, and thrive too. Yeah. I mean, when when you see what I was. Um, put up against from the time I was quite young. And you see it, you can see it in my face too. Yeah. I start to just disassociate. Yes, you could tell. I just, and that, I was protecting myself without even knowing what I was doing. What it was did just you have to so survive? Much. Like what were the things? Just scrutiny and vitriol and anger and pitchforks and blame and hatred to my mother and 
you know, and it was like all of this stuff. I was always on my on the defensive, always yeah. defend your mother, protect your mother. Um, you know, you know, just no, no, no. You know, I'm yeah. I'm really a good girl. I'm really a nice girl. Yeah. I'm a you know, and it was just like <gasps> trying to all. convince people. I yeah. feel like, and also, you know, I mean, I, I've got to watch this. Hoda mm-hmm. and I both mm-hmm. did, and we were astounded. I was astounded by the fact that also people came to you thinking they knew you. Mm-hmm. Like we yeah. got to see all of these interviews with mainly men in the documentary that would say, but you're this way. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you weren't allowed to be nuanced. Yeah. You weren't allowed to be you. You yeah, had to be one, either sexy or a virgin no, right. or this or that. I mean, there's one that doesn't make it into the documentary, but there is this woman who asked me the same question repeatedly. And I finally, you see me, I must be 13. And I say, I'm so sorry, ma'am, but I don't think you want my answer because I keep answering it and I don't have any other truth. And, you know, you look at that and you think, okay, that was a kid that was searching for her own truth. Well, and I also think a kid searching for her own voice. I yes. felt like you were seeking it. And as a kid, often we're pleasers. Are they happy? Are they happy? Is the interviewer happy? Is the person sitting next to me happy? Are my parents happy? Yeah. Are your parents that, happy? But we how, do it. As women, we really do it. How yeah. long did it take? And do you remember when that you decided, like, this is me? Like, when you feel that settling inside you? I, I think it's been at times different parts. Yeah. Like going to university mm-hmm. was huge for me because mm-hmm. it, it, I didn't know that I could think, you know, I didn't know that I could have an opinion about something that, you know, the way I regarded a piece of literature was my own opinion, you know? And so that was the first thing. And that sort of happened. Like, I have a, I'm smart. Yeah. 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 I learned that. Yeah. And then, and then after that, it was, um, basically suddenly Susan and Broadway, because those were the things that I found my talent on my own terms yeah, and about so much more than just looks. There was something else in it. And I just, I like bloomed from that. So that was, and then, you know, you're having families and kids You sort of, I think you keep realizing more about yourself. The looks part is, was, it was actually really hard to sort of swallow because you were told from the time you were a baby and you are beautiful that you were this one thing. You actually say in the documentary, you wouldn't even look at yourself in the mirror. In fact, I would take dance class and fall all the time because you're supposed to spot. You're supposed to look Mm. at yourself and I would just. What did you see when you looked? I, I didn't even know what I saw. I just, I just knew I wasn't going to see what other people saw. Mm. So it's like, oh, I'm going to be disappointed. So they'd say, well, do you like your hair and makeup? And I'd be like, yeah, it's great. Looks perfect. Let's move on. I'm not, you know, that's arrogant. That's Uh self, that's ego. That's. But it's also because you heard from everybody, you're this one thing. Right. And and you're a pretty baby. You're a beautiful girl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you were much more than that. My mother called me a piece of art. Like, really? You know, but she believed it. Yeah. Now, that, I think that, your mom, that's an interesting topic, because I think a lot of people would expect you to say, how could you have done that to me, mom? How did you put me through that? But you, that was not your mantra at all. Was there any part of you, or is there any part of you, as you reflect now as a mom yourself, like, was that the right thing? Oh, absolutely. But as a mother, I look at it, yeah. you yeah. know, but as a daughter, I was so busy trying to keep her alive and protect her against the world. And, and she was an alcoholic. So there's that, that, that really, you know, and that people pleasing piece. So mm-hmm. I was in that role with her, you know, and she was so broken. Mm-hmm. And even as a child, I had like 
not pity in the bad in a bad way, but like respectful pity if there is yeah. such yeah. a thing. Like but you were worried about I her. I was just like, oh, what a shame! Like you, this is you have demons. And you don't, and I don't want you to. So I kind of was just like, she thought she was doing the right thing. You know, a lot of her decisions I would have not made. Well, I wouldn't make today for my girls. But I wasn't a mother then, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so interesting because it also, there was so much responsibility on you too because she was a single mom. You were working to really support the both of you at the beginning. Oh yeah, I mean. Not only were you worried about her mental health and, and all of that, but also financially. Well, and also my mom was so proud, you know, she wouldn't, she refused uh, alimony from my father. And, you know, she was Terry and she was, and she just said, educate this kid, put her through school. So it was like, I had this, you know, she was like, I'm going to make this kid have an education. Stay right there. More of our conversation with the Brooke Shields next. More now of our candid conversation with actress and author Brooke Shields. She opened up about how it shaped her as a woman and a mom. When you were going through Hollywood, I know you were protected. Your mom was there. But were there things that happened to you during that time that were just troubling? Well, I didn't live in Hollywood. I lived in New York. So that was that helped. Um, I, she kept she kept everybody away from me. Mm. I was in a bubble. I mean, you know, I, I will say that the set, being on the set, was really difficult. It was really arduous. You know, there mm-hmm. were 12, 14-hour days. Yeah. And, you know, and no one was really helping me through any of it from a performance standpoint. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that, that was hard. You mm-hmm. know, sort of learning that yeah. they didn't really care what you wanted to bring to the table. You know, that, that was the hard part. But I learned it so quickly and early mm-hmm. that I thought, okay, yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to look to them yeah. for any kind of support because yeah. I'm never going to get it. Yeah, um, Hoda sort of alluded to this mm-hmm. in the, in the break, which is, you know, when you watch this documentary, you had both beautiful moments, mm-hmm. but you had really hard ones too. Mm-hmm. If you could, would you sort of wipe it clean? And erase. erase. If you had a big eraser. Or what would no. you erase? No. I would only erase my mother's alcoholism. Mm. Because that was such a constant source of, of agony for me. Mm. Um, but all the other stuff put me in a position now, albeit quite a few years later. <laughs> it took me long enough. But um, to be like, yeah, bring it on. You, you, you cannot throw me. Yeah. I am not. I'm... I'm here, uh-huh. and I'm not going to be, like, I'm going to keep going. Yeah, Did you think as a kid that you could stop your mom from drinking? Oh, yeah. If you, if Did you, you try? I mean, she was in rehab multiple times. Mm-hmm. I did my first intervention when she how, was— How old were you? I was 13. Yeah. And she said the kiss of death, which is— Fine, I'll go, but I'm going for you, not me. And I thought that was amazing. Totally. I was like, yes, I did yeah, it. Did it. I did it. Not last. It's like the first Let's, thing in, Al- in like Al-Anon. <laughs> Let's talk about uh, your kids who watched this documentary. I was trying to imagine if our kids were your kids' age, what they would imagine or mm-hmm. think as they saw it. Was it difficult for them to see? They're both teenagers. How did they react? My older one is 19, so she was able to say, Women need to see this, yeah. um, which you know, is true. And and they, but again, you know, 
nothing existed before they were born. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're your children. They, yeah. You did not have a life totally. yeah. before they were born. Totally. Yeah. Were they kind of shocked by, <laughs> I mean, you're famous, and I'm sure they've always known it, but by the sort of height Degree. of your yeah. fame. Yeah, it was like the original, like, yeah. influencer, totally. you know, yeah. beyond. Like, wow, you're, you know, and she looked at the strength. Yeah, she um, Greer looked at it um, as all the things that I kept from her. And she was outraged and she was very sad that anything, she said, nothing you say to me, mom, is going to make it better. She said, I hate seeing bad things happen to you. Oh. And she just sobbed and ran out of the screening room. Oh, my god! And it was like, and my husband was upset because I wasn't <laughs> protecting her. And I was just like, mm-hmm. I didn't, they don't, they're not interested in my life. Like, yeah. you know, and you can't, like, besides having, like, suddenly Susan on a loop, you know, going, <laughs> look at this one, I'm really funny. Look at, mom's funny. You know, like a crazy old movie star, you know. <laughs> but by the way, you have wow. raised beautiful, yeah. smart, incredible yeah. women. How about the end? Where does uh, that blow you away? The fact I was gobsmacked. When All of a sudden, talk I'm British. about that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> gobsmacked. gobsmacked. When was the last time you used I that don't word? Think ever. <laughs> what was it like yeah. to hear their yes. take on it? They had an opinion. Yeah. Yes. Of course they did, because and you taught them to use their voice. Yes. And they voiced it. And they were young women sitting in front of me having a debate. And it's so interesting because one of them was trying to protect me. The other one was immediately defensive. And I was like, no, no, no this is a conversation. This is good. You're not in trouble. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah. And I was just... They were formidable in my eyes in the best way. Yeah. That's beautiful. And one of them is going into modeling, which must feel kind of, yeah. It's, you know, I fought it for so long, but she is so poised. Yeah. And stubborn. So in a way, there was, I was like, oh, she's going to be fine. She's going to be fine. (laughs) She's going to be just. (laughs) If I was worried, I don't need to. But I'm going to stir her in the right direction. Of course. course. Wow, this is incredible. Because it's hard work modeling. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. (laughs) This is an incredible documentary. It's got so many life lessons. I think every mother should watch it. Yeah. People are identifying with it. Totally. So many different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Not just the one. And, and. It's so much more relatable than people think. It really it's just is. that it, mine was played out on this, like, no, jazz uh, hands it is. Phase <laughs> on the stage. It is beyond yeah. fascinating, and it I think is. it'll change a lot of people's minds about yeah. a lot of things. All right, if you haven't seen her documentary, check it out. It's called Pretty Baby Brooke Shields, streaming right now on Hulu. Coming up next, another talented actress and mom, Lala Anthony, tells us about her summer rom-com right after this. Who does not love a good rom-com, especially when it stars one of the coolest women we know, Lala Anthony? It's called The Perfect Find, and Lala plays the best friend of Gabrielle Union's character, who's starting over after her personal and professional life come crashing down. It is a juicy one, and so is our conversation with Lala. My proudest achievement, this place, not the property, but the life I made here, with the woman who made it home. I mean, it sounds like somebody misses somebody. I was gone for over a year and did not hear from him once. Yikes. I gotta go. Mm-hmm. With the magazine, though, huh? Sure. <laughs> Skip to the last paragraph, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, 
already want to see it based on that. Know, just too. on that. Have fun, by the way. You and your girls, it's, too. Tell us about When you get to work with your friends, it's so much fun. Gab and I, the last movie we did was Think Like a Man 1 and 2. Oh, yeah. yeah. To be able to come back together all these years later and do the perfect find is something that we're both so excited about. And I think people are just going to love it. Like, who doesn't want to fall in love and find love and and live happily ever after. I mean, rom-coms too. Like we yes. feel like there's been a lack of them. Yeah, we want to sure. laugh. We want to kind of have yeah. that romance. Right. What's the vibe of this one? So the vibe is that she's what's considered an older woman and she falls in love with a younger man. Yeah. And like mm-hmm. we're kind of telling her like, this should just be for fun. Like this, you shouldn't take it serious. <laughs> but you know, a lot of things happen, but it just shows that, you know, you can find love at any age. Like you don't have to give up after a certain age. No. When it comes to love, are you someone who is a risk taker or do you kind of play it safe? You're known. People know who you are. Yeah. It must put you in kind of a tricky spot sometimes. I'm a risk taker. <laughs> you really are? I am. I'm just trying to just be more open, you know, and not have all these like, okay, I can't do this. Like, it's just like about living and just having fun and living in the moment. I'm really working on being more present in the moment, and I'm enjoying that space that I'm in right now. And you're open to, to being set up, right? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> If I trust the person that's trying to set me up right. and I feel like they know me, then yes. But getting set up is, is not scary. Easy. Yeah. What is it about? Because some some people after a relationship doesn't work, they don't, they don't feel the same about love. I feel like you love love. Yeah. Like there's something I do about love love, but I did afterwards feel a little bit different. I was like, okay, this might just not be for me. But it's been a couple of years now, so I'm definitely just open and trying to be positive. It's the summer now. I said this is my... Outside summer, I'm going out more. I'm hanging out more. I'm just trying to live life and have fun. Well, you're a hard worker. I mean, you work. Yes. You work a lot. You have a multiple projects at one time. Always juggling. And when did you decide, like, sometimes I need time for me? What was, like, the point where you said, uncle? That, that, that was recent. Just because, mm-hmm. like you said, I work so much and I never give myself, like, time to enjoy my hard work. And I was like, look, I'm working so hard. Why not enjoy it with myself, my family, my son, my friends? I want to be able to do that. And it's like, if you don't do that for yourself, no one's going to do it for you. Why I, do you think you kept working? Like, yeah. why do you think you didn't, you didn't take a break? I'm just so motivated and driven. Like, I love working. It makes me happy. It makes me feel accomplished. And it's what I love. But I'm like, you know, there's another side to this, too, which is balance and being able to enjoy your hard work. And that's like the season of my life right now. I'm still working really hard, but definitely trying to find that balance as well. We know that your son is the center of of everything that you are. He's 16. I'm shocked. What? I feel like I remember him as a baby. I know. He's 16 and he's 6'4". So he's like just towering over me, but he's great. Actually, today's his last day of school, so he's super excited. He keeps texting me, last day, last day, last day. How about so a kid happy. at 16 who already has yeah. Syracuse saying, hey, come, he's an incredible basketball come play ball player. with us. He is. How does he navigate all of that stuff? He's so humble. He's so yeah. down to earth, and he's just, you know, enjoying these moments. And everything I'm telling myself, I'm telling him, take in these moments, be moments. present, you know, appreciate all of this, because these kind of things, you know, only come around once, once in a lifetime. So make sure like you're taking it all in. But I'm really proud of Cayenne. He's doing incredible. And you'll definitely see him on the basketball yes. circuit for sure. How do you help as his mom make sure that he stays grounded and, and yeah. you know, and all of that? Um, you know, I just talk to him a lot. I think it's important to talk to your kids. I talk to him a lot. And I just, when he's home, he's a normal kid. You got to yeah. take the trash out. <laughs> yeah. What's up with these dishes? You know, you got to make sure I, I stay on him. But his personality, he's just so grateful and humble. I just got blessed with such an incredible kid. What kind of a mom are you? How would you describe yourself? <laughs> I'm definitely a fun mom, but yeah. at the same time, you know, I'm 
I'm strict when I need to be, but yeah. I'm a fun mom and I'm a basketball mom. If you saw me in the basketball stands when my son is playing, oh, you yeah, might tell be like, me. I want to hear. What it. is, is it like? like? What's she's your... losing her mind right now. <laughs> you, or what? What's your vibe? Are you? I'm, I'm crazy. Hiding no, or I'm, screaming? No, I'm screaming. I'm going crazy. I'm screaming at the refs. They're just looking at me like this lady <laughs> like, is out of her mind. Like I can't help it. You know what's so cute? With so many cute things about your son, but sometimes when he posts something cute on Instagram. Mm. Your mom, oh, his my, grandma, yes. gets online and puts some comments like, that's my grandson. Grandma oh, yes, loves yes. you. My mom is crazy about him. My mom will go to war for him. She puts that's my grandson. But if somebody says something negative, I'm oh, like, mom, do? you cannot battle people in the comments. Why are you in the comments? She does not. Yes, going off on people. I'm like, why? You can't do that. But she's like, don't touch my she's grandson. Like, yeah. Was she that type of mom for you, too? They can say whatever about me. It's fine. She'll tell me, oh, just ignore it. When it comes to my son, she goes crazy over it. You can catch The Perfect Fine on Netflix. Coming up next, how one woman took control of what she really wanted in life and made it happen after this. If you ever needed to be persuaded that bad things can happen anywhere, then take a journey with us. From compelling mysteries to in-depth investigations, our Dateline episodes are available as podcasts. Follow Dateline NBC now to get new episodes every Tuesday. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com. Great storytelling with a twist from the True Crime Original. Alpha One Niner, commence Wi-Fi device checklist. Laptops on. TVs streaming. Game console console. Smart thermostat set for cuddle time. Doorbell camera. Oh, my package is here. Fast, reliable, able to power tons of devices inside your home at once. All systems go. You are clear for takeoff. This is Xfinity Internet. Wi-Fi built to wow. And watch the short film The Aviators now playing at Xfinity.com. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and are not guaranteed. You know, Hoda and I are big believers in manifesting what you really want in life, and you're about to meet a woman who did just that. Yes, she's a journalist who took control of her destiny. Take a look. I don't think anything is out of reach. Maybe it's just about resetting your vision for how you get there versus you thinking that you've lost the opportunity. My name is Aisha Sasei. I am a journalist. I am an author. I also run a digital media company called OK Media. I moved to the States in 2005. I was an anchor at CNN International for 13 and a half years. I paused every now and then and realized that this is all great, but I'd really love to be a mother. I'd really love to have a child. But when I cast myself forward and I think, what is it that I would regret the most at the end of my life? It'll be not having a kid. That feeling was amplified after Aisha's mother suffered a catastrophic stroke six years ago. I think being in that position of a caregiver, realizing the importance of a child to a mother, did kind of bring it home that, oh, it's something that I, I yearn for. Last year, Aisha put that idea into motion. I have a, a yearly ritual, which is to spend New Year's Eve with my vision board. So I moved motherhood right to the top of the board. In 2021, I decided that I was going to do everything I could. I was just coming off a really bad relationship. And I remember thinking to myself, if I sit here waiting for the perfect man to come, come along, 
I could be waiting, you know, past the point that, that you know, of, of possibility. Aisha's first step was to reach out to a fertility doctor. Aisha came to the appointment with her phenomenal positive attitude. She was full of hope. She was ready for this journey. I think she was feeling empowered. I'd done one transfer and it hadn't worked. And we'd had to stop a second transfer halfway through because my body wasn't reacting well to the medication. I went into the bathroom, you know, used the stick, left it, came back, and it said pregnant. And I remember, and I remember just clasping, stifling a scream and literally falling to my knees. I couldn't believe it. Like, I still getting goosebumps, actually. I say this baby is a culmination of almost a decade's worth of prayers and effort. I absolutely think that this is my child. This is my child who chose me and we're meant to be together. There are many different ways for us to build that path. We can't sit back and not do anything, right? It won't happen without that. So it's very important to put that journey out there and to take control. Today, Aisha is 47 and just weeks shy of meeting her baby girl. While her mom is still in the hospital, Aisha is finding ways to include her on this journey. I did take her hand and put it on my belly and say, your, your grandbaby's here. So, you know, they say that um, she's part of me, my, you know, so she's part of my child too. We've got some great news just to share, by the way. Aisha posted this picture oh. of a beautiful baby girl. It was born in March, so we want to wish mom and baby all the best. Speaking of beautiful moms and daughters, we're going to tell you about another amazing duo whose sweet idea is helping their community right after this. Today we've been showing you some of the coolest women we know, and now it's time to meet Sharice and Madison McGill, who prove that small ideas can make a big difference. This mother and daughter are also business partners, and their tasty treats are not only bringing smiles to their Philadelphia community, but also making a little history. Take a look. Thank you. My name is Sharice McGill, and the streets, they call me French Toast Bay. I changed how people eat French toast. You can have French toast on the go, in the coffee, in the beer. You can find Sharice McGill at one of French Toast Bites' five locations around Philadelphia. It's a breakfast food by tradition, but in Philly, we sell more French Toast Bites at night when the sun goes down. I don't ask any questions. <laughs> Robin. And right by her side is her 17-year-old daughter, Madison. It's pretty fun having my mom as a co-worker because I can kind of tell her what to do sometimes. It's like a switch of roles. The mother-daughter duo started working together when Madison was just a little girl. As a single mom, Sharice was working two jobs and brought Madison along on the weekend. I had a nice, cushy job at a local college, but part-time I managed a suburban farmer's market. And I had this unique opportunity to see independent food producers and the ones that were doing it right, they were earning six figures. I said, I'm on the wrong side of this tent. So my daughter, she was seven at the time, she says, I want a business in this farmer's market. I did have a lot of passion working for the other farmers. I really liked helping them. When she turned 12, she's like, I got it, lemonade. 
I was like, baby, lemons ain't local. She said, I'll source fruit and herbs from the farmers at the market and I'll have a new flavor every week. She made $6,000 in 14 days. That gave me more of like a drive to start my own business. I like having ownership and control over my own thing. In 2018, Charisse with daughter Madison decided to use the profit from the lemonade stand as seed money to start French Toast Bites. I had a great career in education. I, I loved it and I love working with youth. I love teaching, but I knew I could be giving back in other ways. We're gonna drop you a fresh batch. When I became a full-time entrepreneur, I made it a priority to hire youth from the inner city and pay them a living wage. I wouldn't be here if I wasn't for Charisse and not a lot of kids that get these opportunities. Because I knew we would be selling French Toast Bites in 32 degree weather outside. 110 degree and eight dollars it just isn't enough to have people do that and it's not enough to keep them off the street either the local community cannot get enough her energy is amazing her staff is so nice coffee is whipped cream all the good things and then it's topped with bacon so what gets better than that <laughs> and recently yeah! The Philadelphia 76ers named French Toast Bites the 2023 winner of their Buy Black program, which highlights small black-owned businesses by granting exposure, advertising, and providing mentorship. It helps elevate the brand and enhances our purpose. We were very underrepresented as time has passed. It's so diverse now. French Toast Bites has plans to expand, but in the end, Charisse will always measure success by the legacy she'll pass along to Madison. It's way beyond the French Toast. French Toast is what I make, but that's not our mission. You have to be striving in these spaces to make a difference and to be impactful and to have long-term generational wealth, all the things. That's why it's important to me. We've already accomplished a lot, and I feel like there's just much more ahead of us. I see us achieving all of our goals. By the way, in July, Sharice was appointed executive director of the National Farmers Market Coalition. Don't you love it when good things happen to good people? Good for them. Good for them. We'll be back right after this. All right, coming up tomorrow, guys, we're going to take you behind the scenes with Ed Sheeran and Lizzo at the biggest party in the South. We're talking about New Orleans Jazz Fest. Uh, it's the best. And Donna hits the track with race car driver Catherine Lake. Plus a performance by the Virginia State University marching band, the Trojan Explosion. All right. See y'all manana. Bye. Hello, parents, homeschoolers, and teachers. Trusty narrator here from the Who Smarted podcast. Our 15-minute episodes are perfect for car rides, bedtime, break time, class time, or any time. We make learning science and history fun and funny for 7 to 11-year-olds with new episodes every week. Look for Who Smarted on any podcast platform or at whosmarted.com. And teachers get a free subscription to our ad-free version by clicking educators at whosmarted.com.